0: The Blacksmiths Capital Research website, newsletter, and related social media posts, content, and podcasts are provided for general informational purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Blacksmiths Capital Research. So a lot of you in the survey were saying you wanted to learn more about real estate. So here you are, got ourselves a real estate professional, extraordinaire, Mr. Dan Coffey of Iowa City. Welcome, Mr. Coffey. Thank you, Muhammad. Nice to be here. Thanks for asking me to talk to you today. Yeah, no problem at all. I just figured, yeah, we want to keep it kind of in-house in that sense of bringing in people from the community that we know well, or we've gotten the chance to grow up with people around them and everything. It's just feel that that's the best way for people to learn people uh, from the area that they're from, that they just have experience with as well. So just, yep. yeah my most gratitude to you especially yeah and when it just comes to your background i guess Yeah, not everyone ends up in the real estate space so what was your favorite subject in school
1: <laughs> well it's funny you say that no one uh not everyone ends up in real estate but we have kind of a, a running joke here in iowa city in particular because we have a strong realtor association here over 200 members and we have a joke when a Police officer pulls you over. They ask for your real estate license, registration, and insurance. <laughs> uh, yeah. So sometimes yeah. I think we have too many people in the space, but uh, um, uh, then again, sometimes we don't have enough. So uh, my favorite subject in school, uh, oddly enough, was English. Uh, I enjoyed the written word and the and the uh, and uh, reading so much. I enjoyed writing and I enjoyed reading. Um, and I don't know if either of those things particularly helped me uh, in real estate or not, but uh, um, I would say it gave me the confidence to uh, uh, speak with anybody at any level. I mean, I I think I can relate to, uh, you know, the um, janitor of a large corporation or the president of a large corporation. I I think uh, uh, being a fan of the English word, I think uh, that helps out quite a bit with me anyway. So, So English was my favorite subject.
0: Yeah, I can kind of see where that comes in too. you know, it happened to convey these different aspects of property values and best times to buy and just connecting with people from all sorts of backgrounds, you know, you never know where they're born, where they're from, uh, how they really view whatever piece, a parcel of land or actual building they're looking to purchase. So yeah, I'm actually really glad to have that background knowledge. Yep. What about in terms of like a school, like after high school, did you... uh, really prioritize that aspect of learning? Or did it just come more into, hey, I'm gonna teach myself everything?
1: Well, that's a good question too. Uh, so um, I was the youngest of seven. There wasn't really a whole lot of money for college. So uh, um, I did not attend college. Um, my plan was to go to uh, get into the workforce and um, oh, save some money <clears throat> so I could start paying for college myself. But uh, uh, I got into an industry that I really enjoyed and and. It was the building materials and lumber industry, and uh, I worked there for 24 years in some capacity or another. And really, real estate was just one step further. I was now selling instead of selling the components of building a house. I I went into selling the end unit, you know, the end result of that. So um, uh, that's what I ended up doing. I, I ended up I thought I was only going to work for a couple of years and save up some money for college, but then I realized I was going to go into an industry that. Probably I could have succeeded without it and uh, I'm not saying that's the right track for anyone or everyone. It just worked for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, you got to follow your hard cut to do what's best for you. But I really do like that aspect of how you really started, like from the bottom in a sense, you know, really like learning about the materials aspect what really goes into creating a home, and then building your way up to, to the future. So. I feel like that just kind of gives you more of a competitive edge over others. You really understand from the ground up.
1: It, uh, thanks for saying that because one uh, feedback I got from a particular client said just that, you know, they appreciated my working knowledge of how, how a home is built, uh, the mechanics of a home and, um, and uh, just that, but they appreciated my background. It helped definitely uh, uh, secure that sale or that deal with them.
0: Yeah, and who are you working for these days?
1: Uh, Coldwell Banker, real estate professionals in Iowa City.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Um, so for those that don't know, obviously uh, know Mr. Coffee pretty well here, and had the opportunity to sit down with them over the winter. Um, so I was there personally, but uh, we also had uh, Dee Salibi, the other host, and our other good friend uh, Darren Jones in on the Zoom call, and Mr. Coffee was gracious enough to give us about two, three hours of his time to really walk us through that real estate process and how the markets are really working and the things we kinda wanna look for in any type of investment property. And can't thank you enough for that. Just an invaluable experience. And it's things like that that just really help others. And I would just like to ask to anyone else um, looking to learn about like real estate or to begin investing in the space what kind of advice would you give to them or what would you make sure that they knew or for at least a jumping off point for them to look into?
1: Right. So uh, I'm glad you mentioned the time we spent uh, over the winter uh, talking about real estate because I almost have to say everything I told you went out the window for 2021. Uh, this has been such an anomalous year for real estate. It's it's just, it's crazy. Um, you know, when there's not enough inventory and there's a Plenty of buyers, and um, uh, they're all uh, clamoring for the same properties. And that's literally what we are in right now. And why, you know, you're probably wondering why. How, how come it's a seller's market now? Well, for a few things, a few reasons. One, uh, interest rates are at an extremely uh, all time low, um, sometimes under 2% to borrow money. And everyone is taking advantage of that. Uh, I mean, the federal government is giving away money, so you may as well jump on that bandwagon. Well, there happens to be just tens of thousands of extra buyers out there and no inventory to buy. Another reason, of course, the pandemic, you can blame just about everything on that, but uh, that truly uh, kept people home. Um, and they're now this is their home and their office, so they don't want to disturb that dynamic. Uh, another reason um, it's a seller's market is the, um, since the pandemic, forced some lumber mills to close and lumber treating companies to close, and um, so they laid off or sent away uh, their workers, and now that it's opened up, they're they're having a hard time getting their workers back again, so lumber prices are skyrocketing, so now builders aren't building as many homes now because it's costing 30% more to build a home than it did a year ago, so uh, everything we talked about this winter, I almost, uh, you know, is out the window, so My my biggest advice to someone who wanted to get into this uh, real estate space, Mohammed would be to wait. And if you can wait, you'll save money and make more money. If you just, you know, it makes no sense to get in with five or six other buyers for the same property and everyone has to try to beat the next guy's best offer and prices escalate. And some buyers are being silly. They'll waive inspections. Um, uh, just to get the property and that's if you ask me is ludicrous i mean I'm, you wouldn't buy a car without test driving it you know why buy an investment property or a home and cannot have an it inspected it's just crazy but uh unfortunately it's a seller's market right now and i think it'd be smarter to wait till it's a buyer's market for anybody investors and this will correct itself it just may take all of 2021 to correct itself so
0: yeah i definitely feel you there i've been uh looking a lot about that macro aspect with uh, some investments I've been making. And yeah, I've just seen uh, XLI, like industrials, uh, XLB, I believe is materials ETF, and XLE, the energy ETF, just kind of seeing the massive gains in those over the year, especially when it comes to wood, like the W-O-O-D, the wood ETF, and like companies like uh, Warehouser, and uh, just been seeing all the booms coming to them in t- terms of economics and all the like wood futures, and I think it was like at one point it was like 25 to 30,000. Yeah, it was the extra cost added uh, to a home from just having wood on there. And then there's that meme as well of a huge truck with a bunch of beams of wood on it, and then it's like, oh, that's a billionaire right there. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> I saw a meme that was funny, or someone said, uh, uh, at the border, they discovered uh, uh, 300 2 by-fours uh, hidden inside a shipment of a cocaine.
0: <laughs> okay that's good yeah wow all right I'm, I'm gonna see if i can find that might have to include that one on the, on the social media posts. yeah
1: hey back to uh what you and i discussed over the winter I, I i gave you this advice and i think any of your listeners uh should do the same thing there's two things you need to do first two things you need to find a lender a lender that you're going to want to work with um lender's going to keep you grounded. He's not going to overextend you. He's not going to loan you more money than you can afford. Um, So uh, if you're a young first-time investor, it wouldn't hurt to find a young lender, you know, someone that you can grow with, and he's going to be uh, with you too. I'm not, you know, saying you discount the the, the 50 or 60-year-old lender. It's just that he may be retiring soon and you want someone to grow with. And Sometimes lenders get the investment bug too, and they wanna come along with you. So uh, that would be good. The second thing you wanna do is you wanna find a realtor. Um, what's good about being an investor, you don't pay a realtor's fees, you don't do anything. Always the seller pays the realtor. So you're getting everything a realtor does for you is literally free because the seller pays the, his commission. So it's invaluable. Find a realtor, same thing. Find a younger realtor that you guys grow together. And all of a sudden now your realtor is your partner and he's finding properties for you and him to invest in. So uh, very important to find those two people to start with.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's great advice. And I'm glad you say that as well. That gives people the opportunity, you know, if you got a friend in the real estate business, you know, that you guys graduated together or you just know each other from growing up, hey. We all talk about bringing each other up and coming up together, so it's a great way to do it, and you know, just have that long-term relationship.
1: Agreed. Yep.
0: Um,
1: I guess I want to talk a little bit about the types of properties that uh, uh, an investor might consider. Um, Yeah. We uh, probably the easiest uh, thing to buy is a a single-family home. You know, there's uh, plenty of opportunities for that. If you wanted to be a landlord, for instance. Um, you know, the easiest house to buy, sell and or rent is a, uh, a single family home. Um, you can, uh, if you're handy, you can buy one that might be distressed and you can uh, do some work on and make it uh, habitable. Uh, there's also plenty of properties that are already rehabbed and have tenants in them. Um, then you're just, like I say, you're, you're not only buying the home, uh, you're, you're, buying the tenant <laughs> and you're buying that rental agreement too that the city has to has to give out a rental permit. So uh, if you're going to invest in a home, if you can ha- find one with a rental permit already intact, that's the golden ticket right there. You don't have to have the city come out and do their inspections and uh, and do all their uh, stuff uh, and pay all the fees. You're, you're already buying a, a valid rental permit and that's great. Um, another way to a young investor might consider, especially if they're of the age that they want to buy a home for themselves too, is if you can find a duplex or what they call them in Iowa City is a zero lot. And a zero lot means that it's two homes on the same lot and there's a zero degree that runs right through the middle of them. You own half the, your, your uh, other, uh, someone else might own the other half, but if you're an investor, and you wanted to buy a home, a duplex would be perfect. You could live in one half and you could rent the other half out. Uh, that works nice. Down the road, let's say you're an investor. And now you own four single family homes. Well, you've got four roofs to worry about. You have four foundations to worry about. Um, you could sell all four of those homes and you could buy a fourplex, let's say, or a, a, even a small apartment building, maybe a 12plex. And what's nice about that is you only have one roof to worry about. You have, still have 12 individual tenants you have to deal with, or like I say, if you can find a fourplex, that's even better. Um, what you do is you, um, the process is called a 1031 exchange. Uh, you may be familiar with it. You have to, um, once you sell your properties, you have uh, X amount of days to identify the next one you're going to buy. And if you buy it in that time frame, you don't have to pay any capital gains on your profit. You simply roll it over and, um, uh, you just buy your next building. So um, that would be a, uh, uh, like I say, a little further down the road, maybe you're, you you start off with one home and you end up with four after 10 years. And uh, like you say, then you want to get rid of all four of them and, and buy one single building again. That that seems to be the progression of, of most investors. Um, if you're not a hands-on investor, if you want to Um, buy these homes, but you don't want to be called uh, on a Thursday night that the garbage disposal went out. You could hire a property manager. Uh, Property managers typically charge five to 6% of your rents per month. So if you're getting a thousand dollars a month, they may get $60 a month just to manage your property. So they'll take the phone calls. They'll uh, find your uh, tenants. They'll do background checks. they will have them fill out a lease, all with your approval, of course. Um, that's really hands-off investing. You can uh, uh, do it that way. Or if you like, if you're handy and you don't mind changing the garbage disposal, then by all means you can get the call and and uh, save yourself some money on the property management end. And what's funny is the property manager doesn't fix the disposal. They just simply make the phone call to the plumber for you and they send you the bill. So, you know, it, there's always that. Can I manage my own properties or do I need to pay someone else to do it? Um, yeah,
0: that's a great point.
1: Yep. And before we end, uh, I. I uh, you would ask me to touch on uh, REITs, which are real estate investment trusts. And uh, uh, I know just enough to uh, talk about it, but uh, and r- right before we're ready to end, we'll touch on that and how that uh, how that works.
0: Yeah, in terms of those, yeah, I've been kind of wanting to learn a little bit more about those as well. So I subscribed to the service called uh, Seeking Alpha and you get to follow like kind of like all these independent writers in the stock market and things of that nature. And I'm mostly investing in the tech space and industrials and like energy and uh kind of just do swing trades on other stocks here and there but i just keep hearing about the REITs 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 and you know there's tons of writers on there that it seems like a 50-50 split between them saying oh these are good to get into and others saying oh you don't want to get into these at all and then some others saying you might want to get into these but only a little bit of money and then put more in later so i'm not i'm not pressuring you to you know just giving you one decision one way or the other, but rather, yeah, we just have so many people asking at least some kind of like jumping off point or just a little something that you might know in terms of the reach. I'll
1: space. be happy to touch on that. Uh, like I said, I thought we'd close with that. So uh, I, I kind of want to uh, touch on uh, the commercial uh, and the real estate too. So um, if you're not interested in uh, uh being a landlord, like I say, uh, buying a home and finding your own tenants, and uh, uh, you know, managing that hand in hand, you could uh, certainly get into the commercial real estate, which is buying and selling commercial buildings. Um, or you, again, you can be a landlord uh, in, in a commercial building too. Uh, typically, what's nice about commercial spaces is usually your 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 leases are multi um, uh, multi year. So in a single family home, you may only get someone who's committed every year. They're going to look at the lease and go, yeah, we're going to stay another year. You remember, Muhammad, you, you lived in places when you were uh, going to college, you were renting. And sometimes you, 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 you how many times did you move in four years? You know what I mean? And,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't really care about the space too much since right. it's not something you really own and you're young. So it's exactly. the first time you've really had a place for yourself. Exactly. But the good
1: thing about, commercial space is usually it's let's say a restaurant wants to open up in your commercial space they want to give it a good shot so they're going to sign a three to five year lease uh so you you got to be you know in tune to what the prices are now versus what they're going to be five years from now so uh you know you 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 give them a favorable rate now you say because you're locked in for five years whether that business goes belly up or not they are on the hook for you for the full term lease so um you know, sometimes you can collect, sometimes you can't. It's just, that's you're rolling the dice on that. But, um, so multi-year leases are nice and at the end of five years you renegotiate. You go, look, your business is thriving. It's a great restaurant. Uh, we're now gonna raise the rent now for the next five year lease. So, uh, and you know, the, the bottom line is, is they're, they're, they're paying your mortgage payment and interest and in, uh, principal on that uh, thing. So you wanna, you, you, you want every tenant that comes in you're you're praying that they're successful, you know, and they they're, they're going to stay. Um, so commercial spaces, it's a it's a, you're doing the same thing. It's just a little different uh, monster, you know. You're 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 hoping someone who signs a lease that their business succeeds and and they're going to you don't have to try to fill that space every every year. Let's say so.
0: Yeah, that's a great point to add as well. Yeah, just for that success of the business. So is it kind of common for people invest in these places to like go out of their way to really like provide more services to these businesses or like to at least like connect them um, to uh, other resources so they can, you know, make those connections and may help make them successful?
1: Um, So may as well talk about uh, REITs right now. Um, I'm gonna tell you um, a realtor is not the right person to talk to about REITs. You need to talk to a financial investor because a REIT is definitely a hands-off investment. you're still investing in real estate, uh, but you're buying shares, just like an investor, just like any other stock. And you are buying shares in a uh, real estate, a a company that buys bundles of real estate. uh, And uh, so you're literally investing in someone else doing all the work for you. Um, And, uh, you know, you can buy and sell shares, you can get in, you can get out. So the the pro about a REIT is that you can get in and out quicker than you can if you own real estate, you know what I'm saying? If you own real estate, you have to sell at the right time so the, where the market is hot, you know, uh, where REITs, you're, you're simply just investing, uh, buying shares like you would any other uh, business and you hope there's someone's managing your money properly. So um, that would be the, uh, the what I want to tell you about that, because I don't want to give you any more information that. I shouldn't because I'm not a investment broker. I'm a real estate broker. So I, I don't want
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, to step on I, that toe so,
1: or or say something that I probably shouldn't. So so if you want to be yeah. completely hands-off, you can invest in REITs and you can get in and out of that at will.
0: Yeah, very good primer on those. Yeah, I mean, don't worry about the disclaimer and we got those playing uh, the beginning and the end of the episode. So <laughs> yeah, we're very worried about that legality aspect. <laughs> good to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been looking at the REITs, you know, and also like the, the uh, credit default swaps and everything that's been going on. How how the repo markets like ballooning, like like last month and everything. And yeah, it just seems that I don't know, maybe something's on the horizon. But yeah, it's just things are getting pretty interesting. Like I don't know if you've heard about um, the new uh, terms of what they're going to do with uh, credit cards. So in terms of credit histories, it'll be now that you can use just um payment histories for certain things in lieu of a uh, actual credit score to be able to qualify for credit Hmm. cards coming like this fall from places like JP Morgan and things like that I've been hearing so they're saying it's to make sure that people that are unbanked or uh have no no credit history limited credit history to just make it more accessible to to others but I don't know anytime I hear stuff like that from the biggest banks I um I take it with a grain of salt because It seems to me like it might end up being a little predatory, especially with it being credit cards. Like We'll have to first see the interest rates they offer for one, for two, the flexible payment options that they may offer or if those are a little different. So yeah, just hoping that, um, yeah, I think it's nice that they're trying to help other people get access to credit, but I just really hope that they're also safe in the way that they do it or at least as safe as possible to make sure that people aren't really getting screwed over.
1: And I think you've hit the nail on the head on that. And it's kind of like, um, I'm glad you used the word predatory or predatory because it it could be, if someone's offering you something, it's not, it's usually not for your benefit. You know what I mean? Now I get it. Your credit score really drives everything you do in life. And that even comes down to buying insurance for your car. I had no idea up until about a year and a half ago that my credit score affects my insurance rates. So, um, and I, I just had no idea that it went that far. So, um, for a credit card company to offer you, we'll call it a no doc, you know, no document, uh, uh credit line is, is it's scary. Um, but I, I think of my own daughter, uh, Lauren, um, Mohammed, you know, her. you went to school with her, you know, right now she's in med school and, um, she will come out with, quarter of a million dollars worth of debt really by rights does not have a credit score you know she doesn't have a credit card either but uh so there uh it's difficult for her to um you know even i don't know just uh, i just i worry about that you know what what's going to happen to her uh with that much debt load and um uh to, you know debt to income ratio because when she becomes a resident the, the, the pay is not that great for the first four years you know as you're doing your residency and that goes up, of course, but uh, um, I just worry about her for the next four years uh, after she graduates. Uh, so uh, it's interesting that the credit card companies are willing to extend uh, no document, you know, uh, credit for people. Where um, if you ask me, that would that would be very scary uh, without looking into it yeah. all
0: the way, you know. Yeah, it just kind of gives you fears of what happened like 03 to 08 or so. And but well, I, I just do want to say that you know raised a great daughter you know she's got a good head on her shoulders so don't worry about it too much i'm sure sure she'll find the way but at the end of the day we do have the option of storming the white house steps and asking that they cancel all student debt (laughs) that would be be awesome
1: i I, i'd be uh, on that that trip with you if you're going to dc for that one
0: yeah 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 we will just uh be sure to only stand on the steps and uh nothing too crazy going on people just know we will only be standing on the steps, nothing more, nothing less. Just disclaimer, 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 yes, disclaimer, <laughs> disclaimer for, <That's> right. for legalities <laughs> over here. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to thank you so much for your time and for all the knowledge dropped and shared it is just invaluable, especially, you know, we got so many people on here that just know little bit nothing about this space. And I learned a little extra today, too, so. Just love doing these interviews. Love this process as well. And if you're ever interested in joining once again down the line, I'd be very, very happy. To have yeah.
1: uh, glad to do. I was honored uh, and flattered that you asked me. So thank you for that. And uh, uh, let's meet again soon.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hope you have a great summer as well. Say hi to the family as well, especially say hi to the dogs. You bet. You bet. <laughs> All right, Mr. Coffee. Have a great rest of your day. All right, Mohammed. Thank you. Blacksmith's Capital Research website, newsletter, and related social media posts, content, and podcasts are provided for general informational purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.